Let's take our Bibles this evening and go to Psalm 40. Psalm 40. And when you find your place in Psalm 40, hold your finger there, stick a little piece of paper there in Psalm 40, and then go with me please to Romans 12. Psalm 40, hold your finger there, and go with me to Romans 12. Again, man, it's been a tremendous, tremendous day. Appreciate the good time we've had. Man, has this meeting not flown by. It has absolutely just gotten away from us. But I appreciate what the Lord's done. I want to take just a few moments, and I, and I told Pastor I want to try to, to definitely be on time tonight, amen, as far as cutting the, the, the sermon off. But I want to take just a minute and give you a little background of what I'm going to share with you tonight. I believe the exact date was May the 8th. I was informed by the administration of the prison that because of the COVID uh, outbreak nationwide, globally, that they were suspending my service there at, at Northeast Correctional until the, vi- the threat of the virus passed. And uh, that's because I'm technically a missionary. I'm not an actual employee of the prison, so I guess they viewed me maybe as a liability. I don't know. But anyway, my service was suspended. And uh, I had to finally realize that Romans 8.28 is still in the book. Amen. All things work together for good to them that are called according to God's purpose. Amen. And I, and I, and I just... And I've been trying to get in some jails and do some things to continue to do ministry. But really, as uh, Oswald Chambers says, I have been the last four months just on soak cycle. Amen. And I have tried to use this opportunity. And and of course, uh, my wife's taken advantage of that. Say amen. She's had me fixing things and building things. But uh, I've had a lot of time to reflect I've had a lot of time to fall back and regroup. I've had a lot of time to uh, thank and pray and uh, get into the Word. And and the Lord has showed me a lot of things. Amen. And uh, I'm not arrogant enough to stand up here and say that God sent a global pandemic just to slow me down. Amen. I'm, I'm not arrogant enough to say that. But I tell you one thing, He sure has brought some good out of it. For me, Amen. And I just uh, this is this is kind of uh, some of the fruit of that, and also hopefully kind of tie in together some of the things that we've learned this week. Romans chapter twelve, two very very familiar uh, verses, verses one and two. Of course, Paul writing here to the church in Rome, he said, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a." living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's read verse 2 one more time. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let that sink in. The renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good 
and acceptable and perfect will of God. I just, I'm not always real big about titling my messages, but if you want to title this evening, I'll be uh, preaching on the thought of breaking free from the power of the pit. Breaking free from the power of the pit. Can't give you the exact day or the exact time, obviously, but I believe it was about four years ago, the first time I ever walked through those double doors here at the McLeansville Baptist Church. The first time I walked in the, the double doors of this sanctuary, I was saved, amen, born again, uh, standards, uh, convictions, had on a suit, a tie, King James Bible under my arm, a licensed, ordained Baptist preacher, full-time veteran missionary with Rock of Ages, with literally thousands of miles logged in the air and on the road, preaching and teaching the gospel. I said all that to say this, there is not one person in this church that knew me prior to my conversion to Jesus Christ. Not one person saw me before. All you know is Preacher Russell. All you know is mission. That is all you know. Nobody knows me prior to uh, my conversion to Christ. Now I'm not going to take my allotted time tonight to go into great depth about the details of my conversion, but my salvation experience can literally be summed up in just a few seconds if you'll turn with me over to Psalm 40. We can just give you my testimony in just a matter of probably 20 seconds if you'll look with me at Psalm 40. Verse number 1, are you there? Holler amen at me. Psalm 40 verse number 1, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. I, I'm going to stop and emphasize tonight, prior to my coming to Christ, my life was a mess. My mind was a mess. My family was a mess. My home was a mess. And and my surroundings were a mess. My friends were a mess. Everything about me was a mess. My heart was a mess. My emotions were a mess. And buddy, I was in a deep, dark, de depraved pit, amen. But thank God, June the 10th, 1986 at an old-fashioned tent revival at the foot of the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. I cried out to God and hallelujah, he heard me, amen, and picked me up and changed me. And I'm happy to report to you that, glory to God, I've been out of the pit now for about 34 years. Amen. I, I have no desire to go back to the pit and and I thank God for the 34 years that I have been liberated from the pit. Can I get a witness tonight? Now, here's where I want to get. Although I've been out of the pit for 34 years. I was 19 years old, right at 19 years old when I got saved. Although I've been out of the pit for 34 years, I didn't realize until recently 
what an incredible impact of 19 years in the pit had on my life. Amen? 19 years in the pit is a long time. Amen? Uh, just give some levity here. If you let me borrow your car for 19 years, I guarantee you're going to know that Charlie Russell's had a hold of it at the end of 19 years. Amen? And after 19 years, I began to realize the devil had a hold of me for 19 years. The world had a hold of me for 19 years. I gave an example, and I'll, I'll keep it short. I, I go to a, a doctor's office, the husband and wife are both doctors. And my first visit there, I, I met my, my, the, the doctor's wife, and she was raised by an alcoholic father, an abusive, verbally abusive alcoholic father. And she shared with me that one time she come in from the grocery store after she was married. She was married out on her own, away from her father. New husband. Everything going good. And she said she, she pulled in one time and there was a lawnmower in the way or something was in the way. And she parked her car a little bit different than she normally parks it. And when she walked in the house, her, her husband said, why did you park like that? She said, that's all he said. She said, but Brother Russell, do you know what I heard? I heard, you can't do nothing right. I heard, you're a loser. I'm heard, can't you do anything? You see, all the years with that abusive father had programmed her ears had conformed her ears that anybody that spoke to her in any kind of negative way was downgrading her and attacking her. And those years in that pit and over time I began to realize that because of my background and, I, and a lot of my upbringing, a lot of my perceptions of life uh, around me were false. Amen. I viewed things wrong. I looked at things wrong. I looked at people wrong. Not only were they false, they were abnormal. Amen. Abnormal. And let me say this, especially unbiblical and unchrist-like. Amen. Back in Romans 12, let's look at verse number uh, Two again, the Bible says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, just to use Baptist terminology, I have been out of the world. Amen, we've all used that phrase. I've been out of the world for 34 years. But I have just recently discovered that not all of the world was out of me. I'm not talking about smoking pot. I'm not talking about shooting cocaine. I'm not talking about looking at pornography. God delivered me from those things 34 years ago. Somebody say amen. But although, like I said, I've been out of the world for 34 years 
the world, all of the world is not out of me. Amen. And, and the world had me for 19 years. And in 19 years, the world did a lot of conforming of my thoughts. A lot of conforming of my perceptions. A lot of forming of the way I look at things and look at people. And can I tell you something? It's affected my ministry. It's affected my marriage. It affected the way I raised my kids. Amen. But thank God there is a solution. Thank God there is an answer. Look what he says right here. Verse number two, let's read it again. Be not conformed to this world. This world conforms you. I, I, I feel, there's a lot of young people here. Let me, let me just talk to the young people a minute. Young man, how old are you? Would you come up here and help me just a little bit? Let me tell you how the world is, young people. <clears throat> the world will take a young man like this, starting at age five in kindergarten, and say, you're an accident, you're an animal, you evolved from protoplasma at the bottom of the ocean, you have no reason, you have no purpose, you are a cosmic accident animal. And for the next 13 years, they will indoctrinate that into his mind. He's nothing but an animal. And here's, the, here's the, the bad part. When he graduates high school and goes out into society and starts acting like an animal, they'll slap him with two life sentences and he'll spend the rest of his life rotting in prison. The world's plan for human beings is not a good plan. Somebody say amen. And we've all, especially me growing up, the way I grew up, I was conformed by the world. But hallelujah, there is a remedy, amen. There is an answer. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, amen. Metamorphosis, total change, amen, from caterpillar to butterfly. Metamorphosis, how? By the renewing of your mind. I got good news for you. If you got scars, if you got hurt, if you got pain in your past, hallelujah, there is a renewing process that God can do and help you to move forward in your Christian life. Amen. Let me give you just a couple of things right here and, and we'll be done tonight. There's three powerful forces that God uses to renew our minds. Three powerful forces that God uses to renew our minds. Number one, facts. Amen? Facts. F-A-C-T-S. Facts. Jesus said in John 8, 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hey, you know what will liberate you from what the world's taught you? You know, you know what liberates you from what your family taught you? You know what will liberate you from what society has ingrained in you? And even false teaching that you may have even heard in church through the years, it is the truth of the Word of God. Amen. For those of you that were said, that were told you're nothing and you're nobody, the truth is you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. For those of you that were told that you can't do anything, you'll never make it. The book says, I can do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me. 
Maybe you've been told that nobody wants you and nobody cares about you. Truth is, you are accepted in the Beloved. Amen. You may have been told that you'll never go anywhere, but glory to God, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go away, I will come again. Hallelujah. If you're saved, you are somebody going somewhere. Amen. And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, I'm not arrogant enough to stand up here and say that uh, this meeting was all for Charlie Russell, but I sure have got some help from it. I have learned some liberating truths, amen, from the teaching and the fellowship this week, amen. Facts, how does God renew our minds and change our minds, amen. Renewing through facts, truth. Then the next thing, let me give you the second powerful force that God uses to renew our minds is fellowship. Fellowship. We won't read this for the sake of time tonight, but in Psalm 91, verses 1 through 4, the psalm writer compares fellowship with God. When we go to the Lord, it's like a baby bird going under the wings of his mother. Do you get that picture? Now Malachi says, in Malachi chapter 4, verse number 2, that Jesus Christ... The Son of Righteousness has healing in His wings. And can I tell you something, folk? Can I, can, I, can I be honest with you? When I pray, I don't always make myself into the presence of God. Sometimes I just go through my list. But I want to tell you something. When you get as the old timers used to say, hooked up. And you get in God's presence, there is a healing power there. Amen? There is a healing that takes place when you get into the presence of God. And I don't know I guarantee you we've got people here just like me. You come from a rough background and there's things in your past that has conformed you, made you a cynical person, made you a uh, harsh person, made you a person that keeps your heart closed up and you hold up your hand and you keep people away. Maybe things in your past. Let me tell you something. Psychiatrist can't heal you. Pastor can't heal you. Church can't heal you. But you get into God's presence and get under His wings, there is healing in His wings. Can I say something here? I, I, I love Brother Mike because he's crazy. Amen. I'm crazy. My pastor told our whole church that my mama dropped me on my head when I was a baby. Amen. But I love you, Pastor. But you know, you one thing, let me tell you something about Brother Mike I appreciate. Brother Mike did not market this meeting. What do you mean by that? I'm getting ready to show you. Hey, are you tired of unanswered prayer? Are you tired? Of dead worship? 
Hey, are you tired of, of formal religionism? Come on down to McLeansville Baptist Church. For $39.99, I'll give you three easy steps on how to fix yourself and be a better Christian. But wait, there's more. I appreciate you, brother, not marketing this meeting. This is not truths that need to be marketed. This is not a sales pitch. But I am telling you, you will reap benefits when you learn to get into God's presence, when you learn to pray, when you learn to fast, when you learn to meditate, and you, you get up under those wings with the Lord, and that healing power, man, it's amazing the hurt and the pain that the Lord can get down in your heart and just heal and make all better. That comes through facts. That comes through fellowship. And then let me give you this last one. The third tool or the third force that God uses to renew our minds is force. Force. Brother Russell, what do you mean by that? I'm glad you asked. Philippians chapter 3, I'll read it for the sake of time. Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's three action verbs in that text. Forgetting, reaching, and press. <clears throat> Can I tell you something? What the Lord has done in my heart in the last few weeks. And I thank God for my wife. Amen. She, she's been a great help and a great encouragement as I've, I've come to grips with some things. And, uh, but this help and this healing that the Lord has given me has not come from me laying around playing Xbox. had not come from me uh, laying around the house uh, doing, what's that, Sudoku or Sudoku or whatever that is. Amen? There's been some forgetting involved. There's been some pressing involved. Amen? What are you talking about these things, Brother Russell? Doing the spiritual disciplines. The praying, when you don't feel like praying. Read, when you ain't in the mood to read. Fasting, when you love to eat. Amen. Meditating, when you'd rather be what? That's why they're called disciplines. Amen. When you press and you reach, you push forward, that's when the renewing of the mind will come. Amen. And let me say this, church, and, and, I, and if you hadn't been here, you say, Brother Russell, I've tried all this before, and it just didn't work. Try again. So I tried praying every day. I tried praying again. Do it again. Well, that's one thing I've learned. Man, every day is a new beginning. Hallelujah. Every moment is a new beginning with Jesus Christ. You can have a new beginning Hallelujah, because we're under the umbrella of grace. We're under the umbrella of God's mercy. Glory to God. You can have a new beginning every three seconds if you want to. 
Hit it again, amen. Press forward. Let me, let me ask you a question, church, and I, and I want to close with this, and, and I want some participation here. How many of y'all drove an automobile to church tonight? Raise your hand. Everybody drove it. Raise it real high. Raise it real high. If you drove an automobile to church tonight, raise your hand real high. Let me ask you a question. When you got in your automobile, what's bigger, the windshield or the rear view mirror? Somebody answer that question. The windshield. You know why that is? Because what's ahead of you is a whole lot more important than what's behind you. Amen? Folks, I'm urging you. There's a God in heaven that wants to renew your mind. And to be honest with you, we've all had hurts. Amen? We've all... You may have been like me, may not be like me. You, you may have had the perfect parents and the perfect home, but you went through a bad marriage. I don't know. But we've all gone through hard times. And we all carry scars. And we've all been conformed to this world. And we don't look at God correctly. We don't look at the church correctly. We don't look at our spouse correctly. We don't look at our kids correctly. We don't look at our friends correctly because of things that, of the world that has conformed us in the past. But there is renewing. Get into the spiritual disciplines. This is not a sales pitch. This is not a marketing scam. But I'm going to, tell you, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you like this. If you don't pray, if you don't fast, if you don't meditate, if you don't read the Bible, you're not hurting your pastor. You're not hurting your church. You're hurting yourself. Amen? There's so much renewing. There's so much revival. And there's so much healing in these things. I urge you, move forward. Forget about the failures of the past. Amen? Pray. Uh, I think it was a Chevrolet that used to glue their rear view mirrors on the windshield. And after a while, they just fall off. Won't you pray God just let your rear view mirror fall off? And you get focused on the future and you move ahead with God and these disciplines and get out of the way and watch Him bless and work in your life. Amen.